Hello everyone, today is Saturday, January 9th, and you are listening to the People Suck Podcast. So, let's start off with the good news first. It's been a very odd week, but I think we all deserve to hear some good news to start things off. So, the first bit of good news is that President-elect Biden has been officially confirmed to be the victor of the Electoral College. Um, All of the challenges and everything that we were expected, none of them worked as was expected, and it is official, there is no longer any debate, Joe Biden will be the next president of the United States, and given what happened this week, thank fucking God. The next good thing about the American politics still as well, is that both John Ossoff and Reverend Raphael Warnock both won their Senate races against David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler, which means that although it's going to be slight, the Democrats will have a majority in the Senate. So that means the Democrats control both or are all three houses. So obviously the, the House of Representatives, the Senate, and the White House, which is great news. It means that although we might not get everything we've ever wanted out of a Biden presidency, we're going to at least see things start to change in the realm of climate change action. Hopefully we might see some criminal justice reform, maybe some health care, but that's never confirmed, obviously. But it's just one of those things. It's, it's always good to, to start off, at least for the two years that we have now until midterms, to have kind of an unfettered ability to do anything. But unfortunately, we now must move on from the lovely and happy days that were Monday and Tuesday and move on to Wednesday. Now, I'm sure all of you have seen the pictures or read the news, but on Wednesday, January 6th, there was an attempted violent overthrow of the U.S. government and the free and fair election that we had. That's 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 exactly what happened. I'm not that's not speculation, that's not hyperbole, that is exactly what happened. To make things worse, it was spurred on by President Trump and his Republican allies. Now a lot of people, especially Republicans have said that there was no way that anybody could have known that this was going to happen, I disagree. I think that the people who enable Donald Trump, the people who support him, at the very least knew this could be a possibility. They might not have known this was going to be the actual outcome, but they had to know that something like this was going to happen. And just to give you an idea, up to the level of support that his ridiculous fucking claims of election fraud had. How many people supported this shit? Over 100 Republican congresspeople, 
including representatives like Mo Brooks from Alabama, Matt Gates from Florida, and Louis Gomer from Texas, over a hundred of them said that they were going to challenge the results in any of what they considered to be the contested states. Basically, the states that they were expecting to win but ended up swinging Biden's way. So that's things like Pennsylvania, Arizona, Georgia, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan as well. So it just so those were the states that they were going after. The ones where Joe Biden won with arguably a narrower lead than anyone was really hoping for, but a victory is a victory. Now, for the Electoral College to work, challenge the Electoral College to work, it needs to be um, put forward, the challenge needs to be put forward by a congressman, and then it needs to be supported or signed on to by a senator. Now, initially, there weren't any senators who had signed on whenever these group of Republicans came out, but then they kind of came in in droves. Out of the 51 senators that the Republicans had, 12 of them agreed to stand by the challenges. And probably the two most outspoken senators were Josh Hawley of Missouri and Ted Cruz of Texas. Both of these fucking assholes I hold personally responsible, along with President Trump and the supporters, for what happened on Wednesday. I mean, it makes things worse that not even a day before the events at Capitol Hill, Josh Hawley was complaining to the media about violent protesters that were threatening his wife and his newborn daughter. What he didn't realize was that there was video evidence of that protest, which appears to show a candlelit vigil held outside of his house. Now, fair enough, you could be worried that somebody's going to chuck that candle onto your house and maybe start a fire. But how is it that you can be more afraid of people holding fucking candles than you are outraged about people quite literally storming the center of American government? So, to try and kind of go through all of the events of the 6th, it all started with a rally that was originally organized by the Proud Boys, um, an alt-right group of men, child, children, I don't fucking know if you want, I don't, I don't know what to call them. They're alt-right, Nazi-esque, and that's not even hyperbole or conjecture, that is an actual fact. So, it started off with that rally, at which Donald Trump Jr., uh, Rudy Giuliani, and then eventually the president spoke. The idea of the rally was trying to get his supporters amped up uh, to help kind of fuel the bullshit that was going on in Congress with these senators and Republicans. And it was made even worse when Donald Trump decided to turn on Mike Pence who had refused outright since the beginning to have any involvement in changing the result of the election. He was asked by Donald Trump, he was asked by supporters, he was sued by Representative Louis Gohmert of Texas to try and force him 
to accept a different set of electors, which would have made Trump uh, president again. And this entire speech was a tirade against the left and every Republican who wasn't supporting them. And Trump called it, and this is a quote from him saying that this is an egregious assault on our democracy. No, Mr. President, you are a fucking egregious assault on our democracy. I don't know how I can be more plain than that. But this all happened before he instructed his supporters to march down to the Capitol, saying the fact that I am with you. Which is not even close to the truth, because as all of his supporters turned to go towards the Capitol building, Trump and his security team decided to take a little detour back into the White House, where he stayed the entire time. So this is the situation. You've got a riled up group of Trump supporters marching down towards the Capitol building, which seems to have been ill-prepared, I think is a fair way of putting it. There was no National Guard, there was probably more Capitol Police on duty than there are normally, but not a whole bunch. Um, some barricades, but not many. And marching towards them are, are probably a couple thousand uh, Trump supporters. Did they call for backup? No. Did they do anything to stop them? No. They did absolutely nothing. Now, keep in mind that these are the police officers who, in expectation of the Black Lives Matter protests in the summer, were in full army fatigues guarding the Lincoln Memorial. So, so this is their mindset. They're, they're nowhere near as prepared as they should be, with thousands of people marching towards them. So they're met with little resistance and eventually the police are overrun and these thousands, well probably not thousands, not all of them, but a good couple hundred Trump supporters then manage to break into the center of democracy in America and start walking around the halls as if they own the place. Again, that's not hyperbole, that's a fucking joke. The fact that these people were allowed to walk around with no consequences. Once they moved out of the little contained area that the police had left them in, you know, the police had stopped taking selfies with all of these supporters, they started to ransack and destroy um, the offices of representatives and senators. They stole things, including one guy having stolen a lectern from the Senate chamber. And two improvised explosive devices were discovered. That's, that's not a joke. That's, that's not even funny anymore. That is a literal domestic terrorist threat. If those IEDs had gone off, they would be one of the first times in history that any attack had been successfully carried out on the U.S. Capitol. 
And to, to put it in perspective, the fact that they were there in the first place is the first time that a, that a force had breached the U.S. Capitol since 1814. During the war between the Americans and the British, the British stormed the Capitol building. And they were the last invasion force that managed to do that. It didn't happen during the Civil War. It didn't happen at any other point in history apart from in 1814 and Wednesday. As a result of the actions, five people were killed in total at the protests. Three protesters were died in either en route to or in hospital from injuries that they sustained. One woman was shot and killed by a police officer for trying to break through uh, a door or, or the window next to a door. And one police officer has been confirmed dead. He died on Friday. And it is believed that he was beaten to death or beaten to the point where he had to go to hospital where he died with some sort of improvised weapon. And all of this for absolutely no fucking reason. There is no evidence to support voter fraud. There is no evidence to suggest that the election was somehow manipulated in any way. These people willfully decided that they were going to try and overturn an election, and as a result, five people died. At the protests and in the time following the protests, when a curfew was put into place and the National Guard finally arrived after almost four hours, uh, 62 arrests were made. Yeah, out of all of the people that were there, 62 of them were arrested. The rest were just let go, told to go home. There was no tear gas used, or very limited tear gas used. There were no rubber bullets used against these protesters. And there was limited riot gear to be seen. They used all of those things against Black Lives Matter protesters. Like, those were their, their standard operating procedure, was to tear gas and shoot with rubber bullets the pro people protesting the unlawful and unnecessary death of an African-American man. These people who decided to try and overthrow democracy were treated with more care and compassion. I wonder what could possibly be the difference between Black Lives Matter protesters and Trump supporters. Give you a couple seconds to think about what could possibly be considered different between these two groups. But back to the arrests. 62 people were arrested on Wednesday versus the 14,000 people that were arrested during the summer. Fair enough, there were more protesters, more protests, but in no way is that comparable. I mean, at one point in Portland, they had unidentified federal agents picking people up off the street and detaining them for up to 12 hours. But nobody saw the point in even preparing these police 
to deal with the threat that these Trump supporters posed. And I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to even call them fucking protesters because they're not protesting. They're domestic fucking terrorists and we should call them that. The same group of people that are trying to justify their actions right now are the same group of people that would be calling for blood if the Black Lives Matter protests had gotten this far. Hell, had gotten anywhere close to this. This double, this hypocrisy, this double standard that people seem to be okay with because one group happens to be fighting for civil rights and, and equal justice and another group happens to be fighting because they're butthurt about a fucking election and we're supposed to treat these two groups equally. No, not equally. One group gets treated better than the other. For the first time in history, the Confederate flag was flown inside the Capitol building. Not even at the height of the Civil War did the Confederate flag manage to make it to Washington, D.C., let alone actually inside the Capitol building. How the fuck are people justifying these actions? Now, I'm by no means saying the fact that the police should have attacked more people. Hell, they probably shouldn't have even tear-gassed them or used rubber bullets. But if that is the standard that they set during the summer, that is the standard that they need to fucking uphold. If they decide that the Black Lives Matter protesters are dangerous enough to require tear gas and rubber bullets to stop them, what the fuck are armed Trump supporters? And don't talk about the riots. The riots happened as a result of those actions by police. People were tear gassed and shot with rubber bullets for protesting, not rioting. I do not condone the riots. I do not condone anybody who broke the law during the protests. Those people should be arrested and punished in the same way that every single person who set foot inside the Capitol building on Wednesday should be arrested and charged as well. Not just as a state criminal, but as a federal fucking criminal. I wholeheartedly and without any measure of doubt blame President Donald Trump and his supporters and enablers for everything that happened yesterday. And if anything had gone wrong, if there ha any of those IEDs had gone off, if any congressperson, most likely a Democrat, had been killed, then Donald Trump and his supporters should be held accountable for treason, at the very least sedition. Because this fucking moron has managed to strip away even the decency of the presidential office to the point where he has allowed himself to try and violently overthrow the government and then when asked to do anything to stop them, rather than walking down the fucking street towards his protesters or his supporters, he sent them a video on Twitter in which he claimed that he loved them, that he loved what they're doing. That no matter what happens, he still supported them. What sort of sick fantasy world is he living in where he can look at what happened and think that that is anywhere near close to acceptable? 
there are current talks amongst Democrats and Republicans about filing articles of impeachment against Donald Trump for his actions relating to the uh, storming of the Capitol building. There's also talk about cabinet members um, implementing the 25th Amendment, which basically declares a president unfit and removes him from office. But there's no guarantee that Mike Pence would support that, who, and of course he would have to be the one to officially file for the 25th Amendment. But if there are no repercussions from this, if there's no impeachment, no prison sentence, no nothing from the actions of President Trump and his supporters, people like Josh Hawley, people like Ted Cruz, then that is a failure of the criminal justice system. And it makes America a fucking laughingstock. I mean, just looking at the way that people are reacting internationally towards how what happened already proves that it is a fucking laughingstock. But to allow it to go unpunished would be an absolute travesty. All I can think of is, could any of you imagine, could you imagine if this had happened under President Obama's term? If in the 2016 election, President Obama had ordered his supporters to march down to the Capitol building. Obama would have been labeled a traitor to the United States quicker than people would even imagine. And yet Trump is allowed to go on being president. I mean, the, the biggest consequence he's had so far from this is being banned from Facebook and having his Twitter suspended for 12 hours. How in the fuck are we supposed to get people to not do this shit in the future if all that is done to the people who have committed these crimes is they get a slap on the wrists or banned from social media. It is astonishing to me that this happened not only in America, but that it was allowed to happen either by an unwillingness to act on the behalf of the police officers or by spurring, spurring it on on behalf of the Republicans and Donald Trump, who are using it for their own selfish ends. I don't know if <laughs> I'm going to be able to get over this one for a while, because this is not something that is going to be fixed with President Biden. This is not something that's going to be fixed with any president moving forward. This is something that needs to be fixed at I don't even know what level we could try and fix this. This isn't an education. This isn't upbringing. This is... I don't understand at what point people manage to think that this is an all okay thing to do. I, I don't understand the mindset that you have to have to justify what happened on Wednesday. And if you are listening to it, this podcast or you're on social media 
whatever, and you think that there is in any way, shape, or form a justification for Wednesday, on behalf of myself and the rest of the people in this world who are capable of using common sense, please, go fuck yourself. There is no justification for what happened. There is no way that this should happen in any country on earth. Not just America. I understand that America has become a laughingstock over the last four years. But this is too fucking far. Make jokes all you want. Hell, I intend to. As long as you realize that this is not just dangerous. It is fucking terrifying. Because this is what President Trump can do while he's still in office. What the fuck do you think he can do with a little bit more time and an axe to grind? I apologize that this episode is being uploaded today on Saturday. Um, unfortunately, I had I kind of wanted to just to see what was going to happen with the rest of the story. Uh, see if there were any more developments that I wanted to mention. But next week's episode will be back on the Friday as promised. Thank you guys so much for listening. And remember, the world is fucked and there's not much we can do to save it. Goodbye. If you liked this episode of the People Suck Podcast, why not follow us on Instagram at the People Suck Podcast or on Twitter at Cameron J. Walls to keep up to date with all the latest news and upcoming episodes. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you share it, because the more people that listen, the more perspectives we can discuss, the better our understanding of an issue can become. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Goodbye.